Hello, I'm Sequoia Simone. And I'm Kim. And this is Fanatical Fix and the worst fan fiction of all time. <laughs> it's our podcast about Cursed Child. Here we are. We're doing it. We're here, guys. Oof. Who are we here? But are we here? Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, that went on for a while. Because I actually don't know. I actually don't know. So... Um, we, we made some good decisions oh, only good, last night. Only good decisions. We were like, yes, we are getting up at 9 a.m. to record this extra special episode that's going to be really long. So you know what we should do? You know what we should do? You know what we should do? Stay, Stay out, out really late. Late. Um, and s- scream karaoke for an hour and a half. Yeah, yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. And listeners, Ooh. I I do want you to know that Sequoia and I did sing a duet. We did, and I want I want you guys to guess what we sang, <laughs> and yeah. tweet that at tweet us. Tweet at us. What did we sing? What did Sequoia what and I decide our to sing together at karaoke? I don't know that I would call that decide on my part. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what was I forced into singing? <laughs> uh, at the thing. Anyway, so uh, tweet those at us. We'll tweet talk us, about those at some point in the near future. But that's not what we're here that's to talk about. We're, we're not for. here to talk about how great we are at karaoke. No, we're not. <laughs> or how um, tired we are. Or no. see, any of that. yeah, we're here to talk about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, the script, not the stage version. No, we, we are here to talk about the script. We read yes. the script. We have read the script oh, read several the script. times. Way more fucking times than I wanted to. And uh, here we are. We're talking about the script. Yep. Um, I think we should probably say this pretty much up front. Um, this is our second try at this episode. Longtime listeners of the podcast know that we've tried before. We have. And we, like, here's the thing, guys. If you love Cursed Child... Just skip this. Do not listen to this. Just skip it, and that's fine. You got the relevant information from this episode. Sequoia and I sang karaoke together. <laughs> that's all you need to know. There you go. If Tweet. you love Cursed Child, a guess at us. It's fine for you to not listen to this episode. It's probably for the best. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is going. <laughs> this is going to be a long rant. Um, when this first came out, we actually had we we both read it. Uh, when the when the script when came the out? script dropped, yeah, we the, both when the read it. Dropped in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you came over to my house, yeah, and we sat there and screamed about at, it. about it for three hours. To and the a only- couple of friends of ours who had, <laughs> who had not, not read, read it, it and aren't really very big Harry Potter fans, <laughs> but we, we just screamed. They were just there, and we were yelling, and it was three hours, hours. and then. The only reason we stopped yelling was because we were hungry and we needed food. <laughs> we were like, I guess we have to stop screaming now because uh, we should eat something. <laughs> uh, and for some reason, when we started, the, when we launched the podcast, we were like, huh, remember that time we yelled for three hours because we were so mad? What if we recorded that? <laughs> yeah. In retrospect, who? Not a good idea. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we made it a Patreon goal. We did. And we reached that goal. Almost a, immediately. Yeah, a we long time ago. We thought it was a ago. long way out. We hit it, and we've been trying and retrying to structure this episode 
ever since. Yeah. Um, we don't like Cursed Child. It makes us mad to think about. So it has been hard for us to do this, but we think that we've we've done it. We think that we have found we, this is way the more, way to do we've it. We've structured it a lot more this time than last time. Yeah. Last time, how long did we record for? Two and a half hours. We recorded for two and a half hours. We did not finish Act One of the play. We did not because we were going. We were going to go through it sequentially and kind of summarize and talk about things as it came up. And that did not work. That did not work. Ooh, wowie zowie, that not work. That was nowhere close was... to working. We were so not good. We were so sad after those two hours. We just felt so bad. I remember. I felt. I felt really so sad. Bad. Yeah. And it took us months to be able to even like look at this again. Yeah. So we and think we've been, we've, talk- uh... we've been talking for at least a year about how the heck we're going to structure this thing. Yeah. There's been many iterations as to what this could possibly be, but now that we are relaunching our patreon we sat down and took a hard pass at it and i think i think we're there we'll see yeah yeah um hopefully this is something listenable yeah (laughs) we are going to talk a little bit about um the lead up to the play and stuff like that let's start with what was happening let's let's travel back in time to 2016 actually let's go back a little farther oh yeah let's go back even further so we found out this play was in development back in 2013. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. J.K. Rowling said somewhere that um, a play was being developed and it was going to explore the previously untold story of Harry's early years as an orphan and outcast. That was the like t- the news we got back in 2013. And I remember reading that and being like, what? You're like, um... What part of Harry's what? early life is unknown? Uh, we know everything about that. And why would we want to see that? Who asked for that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did anyone so was, ask for that? That was no. super weird news. Yeah. And that is fucking not what this is. No. No, 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 no. Yeah. We didn't find out it wasn't going to be a prequel until 2015. We got that news yeah. in 2013 and everyone was like, What? Mm-hmm. And then in, in 2015, they were like, never mind, it's not a prequel. This is set after. And- Which is so weird because then it makes you think like, what, like, what was the process of writing yeah. this? Like, what was the, like, it wasn't as though like, what's his bucket and what's his bucket came to JK Rowling and were like, wow, we have this story, do, 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 do. It seems it's- like they were like, hey, you know what would make a lot of money? A play. Let's about Harry Potter that's two fucking nights. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, so it's that is a, such a weird like yeah. transition from oh, it's about Harry as a child to oh, never mind, it's totally a different period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that. It's, it's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Definitely weird. We found out the play's official summary in 2015. And I remember being tentatively excited at that point Mm -hmm. because we found out that it was going to be about harry struggling um, with fatherhood and being an adult and then um the fact that it's a play yes and that summary implied to me that it was going to be kind of a small scale portrait of the family trying to struggle through what it means to live in a world post voldemort and also be harry potter 
Right. And, right. And be, yeah, Harry Potter's family and stuff. Yeah. And that's something that you can very much do with a play. Like from yeah. a movie, people are going to expect action and, yeah. you know, whatever. And it would have made a good book as well. But like yeah. if you're doing something that's in that like visual art sort of a arena, yeah, a I play th- is good for like kind of small scale family drama. That's what I thought we were going to get. Yeah. I was excited. I was like, maybe there will be kind of like some sort of new threat. Maybe it's like a resurgence of evil that Harry has to deal with from a new location. Or maybe it's someone who is inspired by Voldemort or something even. I thought right. that could be really interesting. I, I mean, we've talked about it before. We like the epilogue. Yes, we do. And we... <laughs> it's a bit of a controversial position. It is. I've realized. It, yeah. But, but we do. I, I like the epilogue. I love the epilogue. I think it wraps it up really nicely but i was also kind of excited to maybe see some more stuff yeah it was interesting to me that we were diving back into harry because that story seemed done it seemed very done yeah yeah so that's that's why i wasn't all in like i didn't pick up cursed child when it came out i waited a couple weeks and i was like oh right that came out i guess i'll read that right was there was no point where i was really excited for it yeah it never captured that for me. Yeah, because the because Harry's story felt done, done. Yep, for sure. Yeah, and so we picked this up, we read it, and we were like, okay, no, actually, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So with that, let's uh let's dive into it. We're so gonna... what we're gonna try and do is just hit our biggest complaints. Yeah. So we're we're not going through it scene by scene or trying to like grab everything. I guess we probably should have said this closer to the top. If you're not familiar with the story of Cruise Child, we're not gonna we're, be We're not gonna tell you about it. Yeah. Um This might be confusing. Yeah. And you know, I if you have read Cursed Child and you were like, What is happening? then maybe this uh, will entertain you. <laughs> <sighs> um so we're gonna start out talking about the first two scenes which are very interesting because they take place (laughs) they are they are the the epilogue epilogue. and like we just discussed we like the epilogue the epilogue's fun i think it gave us a nice window into harry's life and kind of how things are going i don't know i i (laughs) i was in the i was very firmly in the before the seventh book came out in the harry is going to die I was ready yeah. for Harry to die. I kind of was looking forward to it because something's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> but then when we get to the epilogue and he's living a nice life, I realized, oh, all I ever wanted was for Harry to be happy. Yeah. I love Harry. We've gone on this long journey with him. Mm-hmm. All I want is for him to be happy. And he yeah. is. He is. And all is well. All is well. All was well. And then we open Cursed Child with with a with the epilogue, but not, not the, the epilogue. epilogue. And that's the thing. I think I think that like as a jumping off point for like talking about this and um and it, what it means for the rest of the Harry Potter fandom and stuff, mm-hmm. we do not consider this canon because, because it. Like it, it isn't canon. It, it isn't. It, isn't it canon. cannot be canon because, because it contradicts canon in the first two scenes. It does. Yep. I mean, okay, so to be fair, there is a lot in the epilogue that isn't relevant to the play that I understand cutting. 
Right. It's, we don't the need cuts don't bother me. Teddy. Teddy's not in the play for whatever reason. He should so be in the play. He should totally be in the play. That doesn't. does not check out. But he's not in the play, so fine. You cut him. You cut Percy. That's fine. Always cut Percy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all fine. What's not fine is revealing the changes you've made to the characters by changing the epilogue. Yeah. Um, it's very weird to take things that were said in the epilogue by one character and give them to a different character. Ginny specifically. Ginny specifically. They have taken lines from Ginny. <laughs> and given them to other people and also like changed her lines in such a way. And we'll talk yeah. about Ginny a little bit later in that, the episode. Yeah, but, but I think we should talk about like, so one of the big changes I think is what Harry says to Al in response to him being concerned about ending up in Slytherin. Mm-hmm. In the book, he says, the bravest man I've ever known was in Slytherin. And also, your mother and I will be fine with it if you're in Slytherin. Right. That half of the sentence is gone. Yeah. They're sort of uh, manipulating the original text to set up for for something yeah. that they've... It's almost like they wrote it, and then they were like, Meh, I don't know if this checks out. <laughs> And yep. went back and were like, but what if we rewrote the epilogue yes. to make our characters sound like they don't care about each other or their children or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Harry's no longer giving Al any of the fatherly advice about Hogwarts. That's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's <sighs> definitely an unnecessary cut. Um, James is bullying Al instead of Al and James bickering. Yeah. And Ginny doesn't chastise James for it anymore. Yeah. There's a lot. You get kind of a half-hearted, don't do that, James, from Harry. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> so the changes definitely, they they two things, they make it not canon. Yep. Just like pretty decidedly, there you have it. And two, they set up the character decisions uh-huh. for the rest of the play that, yes. m- that make us mad. Yeah. Um, um, here's another one. Ginny, instead of in the epilogue where she's like, the kids are going to be okay, she says, Harry, are our kids going to be okay? <laughs> I'm like, Harry, that tell is me. the opposite of your line from the epilogue. Yeah, it's very, the changes are not so strange. Yeah. And the only reason that they, sh- they, the only reason to make those changes is to set up is to, what, is to, what you're is getting to, in the rest yeah, of the play. Get, especially, especially Ron. <laughs> <laughs> we will get. Yeah, but like in the epilogue, you get some nice friendship between Ron and Harry. They're having like Mm -hmm. some dad talk. Oh, just a couple of dads. A couple of dads having some dad times. (laughs) Gone. Gone, gone, gone. Yeah, so the epilogue, what happened? I don't know. Whatever. Here we are. So that's our our take. That's our take on the first two scenes. Um. Um, so we're gonna go be going through bullet bullet points basically of what are our biggest gripes, and we're just gonna break those up a little bit. Am I am I stopping talking about the epilogue? Oh yeah, okay. yep, you're done. All right. Um, <laughs> I am the arbiter of when we are done talking about a specific subject, and then we're gonna break up those subjects with just uh, just some little thoughts. All right, give me a little thought. A little thought. Here's a little thought. Who is Rose Weasley? What the fuck? <laughs> Rose Granger Weasley. 
is an asshole. Oh, yep. Yep. yep <laughs> what yep, yep, an yep, asshole. Yep, 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 yep. She is awful. <laughs> Our Rose Weasley hot take. Is it a hot take? I don't know. Our, me- Our Rose Weasley medium take is that they tried to take Ron and Hermione and merge them and make them into one character and then they just made Draco? Somehow. How do you, how do you add Ron plus Hermione and get... Draco. Draco. I don't know. She's mean. She's, she's mean. entitled. She's privileged. And she makes up stupid nicknames for people. <laughs> stupid, mean nicknames for people. <laughs> Breadhead. <laughs> what is that? That's Ooh, not that's, anything. That's nothing, Rose. What Rose, are you doing? What the fuck? <laughs> Oh man, how does Ooh. how does a kid that grew up in the Weasley family end up like that? Yeah, Whew. you at least got to get some like medium good jibes out of being Ron Weasley's kid. Yeah, come on, come on, shit. If anyone what an seems to have been destined for Slytherin, it's Rose Granger. It's Rose Weasley. Granger Weasley. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. Everyone's in the wrong house. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that is our medium take on fucking Rose Granger Weasley. Next, we're going to get into some some plot stuff. Some plot plot what the fucks. Yeah. So um, in this play, we have a rumor that is introduced to us really quick. By Rose. By Rose. Yeah. (laughs) Segway. Good segue. Good segue. We did it. We did it. (laughs) Um, Rose introduces this rumor about Scorpius being... (laughs) This fucking rumor. It's nuts. fucking Okay. (laughs) Why does anyone believe this rumor? (laughs) It's fucking nuts. (laughs) And it's not even like... It's funny, like, grown-ups... Can have their own little gossip, whatever. But yeah. this seems like just like an overarching general. Everyone every knows knows this rumor and believes, believes it. it for the most part, because it is be this this rumor is being distributed by the Daily Prophet. Oh, <laughs> fucking bizarre. What bizarre? It's very strange. So, okay. Actually, why does anyone believe this? A Look at the stupid kid. <laughs> just, just look at just it. Just look at him. It looks like Draco Malfoy a hundred percent. It's a tiny Draco Malfoy. It's a tiny Draco Malfoy. And if you genuinely, as a wizarding community, have looked at Draco Malfoy and like, yeah, that dude is fucking sterile. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> then that's I, not anything. <laughs> I don't understand why you're like Lucius Malfoy was dead set on continuing the Malfoy line. So to continue the Malfoy line, he sent Astoria back in time to have sex with Voldemort? To have a kid who is uh, not a Malfoy. That kid would not be a Malfoy, right? Right. Why wouldn't this kid just be Lucius's kid? Yeah. Um, there's, there's that. What? And also. Why, why is Lucius not the <laughs> grandfather father? Uh, well, and the thing about it is, is like, if you're really that committed to like having this child exist, 
So much so that you're going to send someone back in time. There are like, easier ways. There are other ways. There are, there are ways. plenty of other ways. Easier ways to do this than to have it be Voldemort's kid, which makes no fucking sense. Exactly. And isn't how time travel works. <laughs> Up to this point, to every wizard's knowledge. Wizards, they have time travel. They it do. It works a certain way. Yes. So far as they know, the ministry time turners worked a certain way. Right. So how how are they thinking that this fucking that this happened? Is how that works? Yeah, um, <laughs> I would more I would more likely believe that they like had to get some kind of a sperm donor and are just dyeing Scorpius's hair blonde. <laughs> but he looks this like Draco. <laughs> it is nuts, crazy. <laughs> Um, what is the purpose of this rumor? Like, what, who, okay, someone had to have started the rumor, right? <laughs> there was a person once. Well, I think, I think what the play wants us to believe is that there have been rumblings about Voldemort having a child because of Delphi, because she exists. People know right. there is, a, there are people that know Voldemort had a child. And so people have heard that and, for some reason, assumed it was Draco's kid. Um, for yeah. no apparent reason, right? But you could also just say that this kid, like, like was given to Draco and Astoria to raise, or what? Like, it is unnecessary for the rumor to be that she had to be sent back in time. Well, the time doesn't work out otherwise because Voldemort's been dead for twenty years at this point. Right, so it's a older kid. Like what? Like yeah. why? <laughs> why do they think this? Why this eleven-year-old? Yeah. Why do they have to make the rumor so convoluted? <laughs> because if we don't have a weird convoluted rumor, nobody hates Scorpius because he's a little ray of sunshine. He's so good. Look at the good boy. Um. So in order to cause Scorpius to be an outcast so that Albus can have a friend. They have there's a rumor. There's a rumor about him. There there it is. So stupid. <laughs> it's like the other thing about the rumor that drives me nuts is Draco begs Harry for help dealing with it. Yeah. He's like all that needs to happen is someone from the ministry says that there's no reminds wizarding all of the wizards that there's no fucking way this could have happened. <laughs> Yeah. And while I do believe that Harry would be like, eat shit, Malfoy. <laughs> I don't believe Harry when he's like, you know, the best way to deal with rumors and fake news, Malfoy, is to just not talk about it. Yeah. This this is as the person who did the interview with Rita Skeeter that went into the Quibbler. Harry knows better. Yeah. He knows better. He knows better. But we'll get to that. Um, And that is the end of our segment on... The rumor. Sure. Hey, do you want to talk about the trolley witch? <laughs> what the fuck is up with this shit? The Man. trolley witch is several things. Sure. Um, and none of them are useful. Useful. Or like helpful. she just like okay. What what is what is her function? Serves snacks. She serves snacks, except when a child tries to escape, and then she tries to blow up. The children? Or spike them. (laughs) (laughs) 
there is a stage direction about the trolley witch that says her spikes were particularly spiky. <laughs> yep. So she, she tries to stab or blow up these children in order to prevent them from getting off the train, which clearly, obviously, does not prevent them from getting off the train. Yeah, they got off the train anyway. And then once they're off the train, she does not inform anyone about them leaving the train immediately. Nope. They don't find their, out they're missing until they get to Hogwarts. <laughs> and then she can't seem to communicate where the boys got off the train. Yeah, because she's so distraught. They, they mentioned distraught. they're searching all the way up and down the tracks. So this, this person who is there to make sure children make it to Hogwarts does not actually do that, does not <laughs> inform anyone when she has failed, and does not have any information that is relevant to finding the Here's children. Here's the thing, though. She's very spiky. <laughs> Uh, you know how you keep kids from leaving the train? You make the windows smaller. There you go. We two, solved two it. Two small You're windows. You're welcome, Hogwarts. Or use magic. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the... And when I say a little bit, I mean, here we go. We're talking about time travel now. Here okay, we go. Let me, let me get my diagram out. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. There's three. I've drawn a few diagrams because I don't understand what's happening. Oh, there's a whole new diagram from the last what? time I saw don't, diagrams. Don't look at my notes. <laughs> don't look at my notes. Why are they? <laughs> okay. What is? What is time travel? What is time travel? <laughs> Which is like a hilarious, that, that's a hilarious fanfic bit. What is time what travel? What is time what travel? What is time travel? Um, Here's the thing. We were given rules yes jk rowling wrote a book with, with a bunch of time, time travel, travel in it that gave us the blueprint yes for how time travel works in harry potter in harry potter yes that is not how this time travel works yes um <laughs> you know what else jk so, rowling did i got goddamn I can't, <laughs> I can't do this bit without mentioning if anybody else remembers this there was an article on Pottermore near the beginning of its existence that J.K. Rowling wrote about time travel. And in that article, do you remember that? She uh, was like, no? I think she was like, I treated time travel a little too lightheartedly in the books. It opens up a lot of plot holes, a lot of questions about going back in time and killing baby Voldemort and right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I treated it a little frivolously. And that's why I closed that plot hole by Destroying, destroying all the yeah. time turners in book five. Yeah. So she was she was trying to fix that because she realized that time travel is... While it was really fun in Prisoner of Azkaban, time travel introduces a lot of problems into books or any narrative. Right. So the, the logical thing to do next after announcing that, wow, time travel, nutso, that's going to open up a lot of problems, is to endorse a play that's all about time travel. Here we go. That article is not <laughs> on Pottermore Of course anymore. it's not. It's gone. Of course it's not. <laughs> Jeez. So stupid. The real question here is, so we know that time travel... We know how time travel works in Harry Potter. You go back we in know. time and you live in the same timeline twice. And the things that you do have already happened to you. Yes. You're, you are in a closed loop. It is all the things yep. that you are about to do after you travel back in time have already happened. 
Yes. Boom. There you go. That's how it works. This time travel does not work that way. And how does this time travel work? <laughs> okay. What okay. are the rules? Let's try to walk through this diagram that I've drawn. Okay. Great. Verbally. <laughs> You guys, I am looking at this diagram, and there is no fucking way. Check Instagram. <laughs> so you, you start in timeline A, and you go back to the first task, and you reverse it. Yes. Or you, you change right. it. Right. And this time, Turner is snapping you back and you to go... where you, the, the yes. place and the time that you left. So they show back up where they traveled back to the first task, but... They're in an alternate time. Things have changed. They've changed changed. things. Things are different. And then they live in this new... I'm going to call it a new timeline. Okay. I am not going to call it a new timeline. Okay. They live in this new time, this alternate reality for what seems to be at least several days, but maybe as long as the entire... Almost the entirety of the year, I would say. Yes. D- also due to things that happen in the third timeline. Yeah. So they they live in this timeline for a while. And then they go back to change the second task. And then Scorpius snaps back to where he left without Albus because he's now in the darkest timeline. The darkest, the darkest timeline. Time. And Scorpius lives in the darkest timeline for a day or two. It yes. seems from the very text. quick. That's a very quick turnaround. Not long, but a while. But when he arrives, he's he arrives where he where and when he left to he reverse left. the second exactly. task. He gives it's he's in the lake. <laughs> yeah. And so so he lives there a day or two and then they go back and they reverse their changes to the first task. And then somehow return to the what seems to be the exact same darkest timeline, which yes. is bizarre to me. And then, so then the few minutes go by, and they go back, and they reverse the changes to the second task, and Scorpius snaps back to the original timeline, the original reality, <laughs> but he has snapped back to the instant where he and Albus snap back from from reversing from their changes to the second task. No, that checks out. No. Okay, no. Um they snap back to No, no. So he comes back from the darkest timeline and he's in the lake with Albus and a few days have bumped back. We've rolled back a few days. Yes, that the he spent ta- in the darkest the amount timeline. of time. Yeah, it's he's like in that a different location mm-hmm. and he's on a different He's, date than where he left from. He didn't go into the lake to reverse the second. Oh, yeah, okay. He's uh, he's in the same location, but he's in time. <laughs> if you, okay, the way this time travel works is if you leave September 1st and go back to the, or September Wherever. 2nd and go back to the first task, you snap back to September 2nd. Yes. And then you leave uh, in December and go back and do the second task and you snap back to December. Yes. And then the th- after you've reversed all the changes, you're leaving on in March and you come back in February. You snap back to February. Like, what? how did that even happen? Yeah. 
it's not the time travel is not internally consistent in cursed child no there's no we we've talked about this at length <laughs> and drawn several diagrams and nothing actually makes there's like rules and you can kind of see how the rules are working because we've totally thrown out that it's the same it's not as as, yeah. as yeah, harry it's potter not it's, it's not different. The, it's a different time turner that works differently. Don't I don't want to hear that. <laughs> it's a different time turner. Things aren't the way they used to be when we were kids, Hermione. Time works differently now. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. Thanks, Harry. Who? So it does we've thrown out the original rules. And now we're trying to establish how new rules work yes. and you get like halfway through time traveling and you're like, maybe I get how they're setting this up. Yes. And then they break it. Yes. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yes. <laughs> and they, it is, it is very strange that after they re reverse the first task, that they snap back to the, to darkest, the darkest timeline. Time because reversing what they did at the first task should have reversed everything they did after that. Yes. So that should have been enough. You shouldn't, they shouldn't have had to go. Right, but if we hadn't done that, then we couldn't have gotten his name's redemption. Oh my God, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> we couldn't have it's, gotten, it's I, I'm not, I'm, you know what, sometimes <laughs> I mumble on this podcast and I'm not going to mumble. So then we wouldn't have gotten Snape's fucking redemption. Uh. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry about the mumbling. Whoo. Um, okay. Okay, and then, okay, so that's, that's all of that portion of the time travel and then we get more time travel <laughs> i love okay my i think one of the funniest parts of this entire play is that you're like oh shit the kids are stuck back in time how do we fix this problem there's another time turner it's better like what like write a plot <laughs> Yeah, right? This is not Chekhov's right. time turner. A plot. Chekhov's <laughs> fucking time turner. Why are there? Why all of a sudden I'm like, all right, so time turners are just a dime a dozen now. We just got those. Everybody's got one, Harry. Didn't you know? Didn't you know we can all travel in time <laughs> now and just change whatever we, we want? want? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. We've talked about this at length. I actually don't understand how the shit trio goes back to 1981 and then the original timeline in 2000 and oh, what year is it 2023 is that what year the play takes oh, place oh jesus i don't know i don't give a shit <laughs> whatever in present day whenever how is life continuing in the present day for like it seems like a day or so and the boys are gone but but and here's, but they're in the past, and I know, and nothing changes in the present, and right because they haven't so touched cool. anything. No, but they're in the past. Yeah, and they haven't touched anything yet. But they, but they, I don't understand. I know that you don't understand because it because, seems okay, like so the changes that they make in the past have already happened in the play because when. Albus throws the blanket and it hits the love potion. It puffs a smoke, which implies to me 
that he had already that the blanket had been treated at that point with the message. Right. And we've we have in our conversations uh theorized that the whole play is a closed loop. Yeah. But that also doesn't work. Uh, remind me why that is. Oh fuck. We've had this conversation so many times. It doesn't work. Because, because when they go back and reverse the second reverse their changes to the second and first tasks they have they didn't see themselves there the f- they succeeded in making those changes the first times they were there right so if it right. was a closed if this time travel was a closed loop then they wouldn't have made those changes at all because the time travel would have reset those right whoa what was anything <laughs> Okay, um, do you want to try that again? Um, Just say that again, because okay, 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 I don't know okay. what's happening. So if if the time travel worked as a closed loop, when the boys went back to change, say, the first task, they would have met darkest oh. timeline Scorpius there reversing their change. change. Exactly, exactly. No, we did this. We did this in the car the other day. Yeah. Yes. Because so, because instead, it's not it can't just be a closed loop with extra steps. But why does the blanket already have the message in it if they haven't put if they haven't gone back in time and put the message on it yet? Also <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. I think I think that this No wait no wait no 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 no, no. no I have more questions No 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 Why no. why no. Why have the events from the second timeline happened in the first timeline when they come back to it? Harry's why like does Harry has like, the memories from the second, second timeline. timeline. They go back, they reset everything to the first timeline, and Harry's like, Man, I'm so sorry that I made McGonagall go after you and Scorpius in the you second did timeline. That in the other timeline. And I'm like, why? That shouldn't have happened. They were <laughs> what? No, the time why travel did, does not. Why make did sense. the timelines what? merge? Why did they merge? Oh man. Okay. If anyone would like to explain the time travel to us, somebody. Don't. <laughs> oh, you know what? We forgot to say. Don't at, at us about any of this. We have thought so long and hard, and and. I'm so. This is it. This is it. And this then we're the never the talking about Curse Jolly. <laughs> um, this is a good segue, though, um, into the baby blanket. Oh, fuck. We, go, we have to talk about the baby blanket. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. <laughs> you guys, here's the fucking thing. How did they get the baby blanket? How did they get to it? Kill me. Hey, hey Sequoia. How does the Fidelius charm work? Oh my god. How, how does how does the Fidelius charm work? What are James and Lily doing outside of their house? In Just October going on a walk. of 1981? Just going on a walk. What are they doing walking around outside? They're going on a walk. How do Albus and Scorpius <laughs> see them in their house? How do they get the baby blanket? <laughs> I literally, the fr- I read this play. The first time I read the play, I read it all. I put it down and I was like, how do they get the baby blanket? 
How do they get? How? 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 Do they get? How does anyone see the house at any point? <laughs> Ooh. How? How did they get there? <laughs> okay, I think that's uh, that's good for that one. It's time to enter so the darkest we've timeline. We've traveled in time. <laughs> However that happened. We did, yeah. Something happened. There's some time travel. And now we're in the, the darkest, darkest timeline. Um, how did we get to the darkest timeline? I honestly don't understand. <laughs> There's not a good... They try to explain it away in like two lines. They're like, oh, yeah, so Cedric's... Is, Cedric became, became a, a Death, Death Eater, Eater because we... No, 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 no. I need to stop here. Cedric Diggory. Cedric fucking Diggory. (laughs) Became a Death Eater. This whole play is about going back in time to save Cedric. And they want us to believe that Cedric Diggory would become a Death Eater because he has one bad day. Yep. And that's here's the thing that boggles yeah. my mind. It's nuts. It's nuts. They but want also, us to but also his bad day is him getting visibly sabotaged in front of Hogwarts, <laughs> like obviously sabotaged. And then Harry's best friend's names appear in the sky next to the sabotage at a point in time when the school is against Harry. Yeah, and no one's like Hey, Harry sabotaged that guy. Fuck Harry. Cedric's the best. What? Yeah. It do- it, it doesn't make doesn't any check out. sense. That does, does not, not check, check out. out. Does so not check out. Cedric fucking becomes a death eater. <laughs> and Cedric Diggory. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The best boy. Yes, yes, yes. And kills Neville Longbottom and gets us to the darkest timeline because Neville doesn't kill Nagini. But... But Ron and Hermione know about Nagini. Yes. As does Harry. Harry. There are three people who know Nagini has to die. Neville is not the only one that could have killed Nagini. At that point in the final battle, I feel like Voldemort's defeat is an inevitability. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, I would agree. Harry has already died and come back, um, giving his protection to, to everyone, everyone there. There, yeah. From Voldemort. It's over. All yeah. that Cedric killing Neville changes is that Neville doesn't get to be the one that kills Nagini. Yeah, I Neville's just added to the pile of bodies. Voldemort is so is so convinced that he won that he has brought Nagini with him. Yes. Out into the open. Yes. And it isn't as though it isn't as though that has to remain a secret also. Like at that point, you know, Ron and Hermione could be like, McGonagall. Fucking kill that snake. So, Someone, yeah, like there's there's no reason to believe that Neville was the only one who could have ever killed the snake. Yes. Um yeah. It's I don't believe that we get to the dark timeline from that change. 
I yeah, I I can see how it would be different, but I don't I don't even necessarily think that it would be harder to kill the snake. No. I just think that that's a It was just a cool moment for Neville. It was a great moment for Neville. And it, it would suck to not have that. But would, other than that, that I don't see how we get to the darkest timeline that way. We don't get to the darkest timeline there. And speaking of things that wouldn't have changed from Cedric being a Death Eater, Snape would still be dead. Snape yeah. was already dead at that point in the battle. C- Cedric, what, prevents Voldemort from killing Snape? Yeah, that that it that does, does not, not make any sense. Check, does not check out. So we've gotten to the dark timeline through some nonsense. Yes. What's up with the dark timeline? <laughs> I feel like when I read through it, the dark timeline reads to me like if you were in a ch- children's cartoon and they went to a dark timeline. Like it okay. is full of such dark timeline cheese. So what's going on in the darkest timeline? We're celebrating Voldemort Day. <laughs> Voldemort Day. With a blood ball. <laughs> blood ball. I swear to God, I have read about a blood ball in a fan fiction right? before. I have to right? have. It's the, the blood ball, yeah. They curse using Harry's name. Oh, Potter. <laughs> Draco inexplicably has Harry's job. <laughs> Oh, we're in the dark timeline. The bad guy has the good guy's job. <laughs> Doesn't check out. Draco's never going to have a job. Draco <laughs> is too good for, for jobs. jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those are good. I like um, the, the, the stage direction. The stage direction um, where? where Umbridge lifts up into the air Um Filled with dark magic, like a balloon yeah, yeah, of dark yeah. magic. We're in the dark timeline, so Umbridge is the headmaster. Master. Except Umbridge fucking hates kids and loves killing half-breeds. She would be off slaughtering, slaughtering half-breeds. half-breeds. She That's... wouldn't be the headmistress. No. But the stage direction I was thinking about was when it's mentioned that Scorpius <laughs> enters the stage wearing darker, blacker, blacker robes. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck does that mean? They're darker and blacker. Uh, sure. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> oh, man. And so we get all this cheese in the dark timeline. And what we don't get is any examination of what the ramifications of Voldemort winning would actually have been for the muggle and wizard worlds. Right. So we do get a moment where Draco... um. Scorpius is talking to Draco in his office and Draco mm-hmm. is talking about some communication he has with the muggle minister. Yeah. Some vol- some Death Eaters have blown up a couple bridges and De- Draco's like, dang, now I got to do some covering up of this bad magic we did. No, that's not how that works. That's Vol- how it worked in book six and seven when the Death Eaters were still underground. And but as soon, over. yeah, as soon as Voldemort wins, we're we are wizards. We're out. We're in the world, killing Muggles and subjugating them. Muggles, and that is the plan was always to subjugate Muggles. The Muggles know, they know now that wizards yeah. exist. 
The, the, the plan was a statue in the middle of the Ministry of Magic. Yeah. The Muggles do not have their own system of government anymore, do no. they? How? How would they? Voldemort's not controlling them from the shadows. Why would he bother? He there's- has magic. <laughs> hey, did you know that there's magic in this God story? Damn. <laughs> we wouldn't have spent 20 years continuing to do small scale yeah, not 20 years on muggles maybe a little maybe a little while yeah, while it trying takes a to little like while to get especially because it's a st- it seems to be established that the resistance is now three people yeah so like what are you trying to are you still trying to battle against the resistance clearly not because it's three people and one of them is ron who can't hold a wand so what like what are we what are we afraid of Voldemort. Why do Nothing. we need to cover Nothing. things up for the Muggle world? Nothing. We don't. It doesn't make sense. Oh man. <laughs> Speaking of Ron and Hermione and the the three person resistance, Ron and Hermione. This is twenty years later. Twenty years. They're twenty twenty three years have passed tw- since Harry's death. Yes. They are alive and hanging out at Hogwarts and. For 20 years, (laughs) hanging out, not doing anything terribly effective. No. Those two, man, they would go out swinging. There is absolutely... I do not believe that Hermione or Ron survive more than... Couple years. Like three years given a failed battle of Hogwarts. Yeah, because they're going to keep fighting. They die. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Not survive 20 years. As the part of the three-person resistance. Yeah. You know who I do believe survives 20 years and just hangs out at Hogwarts watching all the atrocities happen there? Fucking Severus (laughs) Snape. Yeah. I do believe that. I mean, we don't believe that... He survives. He survives. Like, the darkest timeline does not erase his death. That's not real. He's dead. Um, But if he had survived the Battle of Hogwarts... Yeah, of course he would just hang out. Yeah. He would give up. I mean, he's part of the three-person resistance. Why is he not the headmaster? Yeah, why is he not the headmaster? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Uh, Anyway. um, Huh. So, the darkest timeline... Why? We're done. We're done. Uh, can we're I yell d- about Snape? No, we are done. Okay. We're done talking about the darkest timeline. I gotta shut That's it down. Fair. I had more. Who? Um, to lift our spirits after wallowing in the darkest timeline. <laughs> we just got. We gotta take a. We gotta take a little moment here. Hey, uh, what's up with how how gay this play? Is? <laughs> this play is super gay. Fucking Albus and Scorpius are in love. And the shoehorned in <laughs> Rose Granger Weasley it's is hot because she's mean to me is no, 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 no. I, that doesn't track. You two are in love. Let's just read directly from our text where we have both written down the word gay sprinkled <laughs> around Albus and Scorpius's relevant lines. While Snape is telling Scorpius um, what he should be thinking about to conjure a Patronus, <laughs> he says to Scorpius, you're giving up your kingdom for Albus, right? 
when Scorpius returns to timeline A, and Albus is alive yet again. He's so excited, and Albus says something, and Scorpius says, all dry humor and Albusy. I love it. <laughs> oh, how about how about how their meeting is just a meet cute? It is a meet cute. Um, Albus, Al, I'm. My name is Albus. Hi, Scorpius. I mean, I'm Scorpius. You're Albus. I'm Scorpius. <laughs> Too cute. Meet cute. I'm in a stage direction. Um, Scorpius is watching Albus and Delphi talking to each other. <laughs> he looks at his friend talking to a girl. A part of him likes it and a part of him doesn't. How about any of the times they hug and they're like, oh, we're hugging now. Oh, are we hug- oh, Do we hug here now? We are. are we hugging? Oh. <laughs> I think the, the, the biggest moment we get is um the fantasy ballet. <laughs> Please explain what a fantasy ballet is. Um, It's sort of like a dream-like... It happens a lot in old musicals. It's, oh, yeah, definitely in old musicals, um, where it seems to be taken out of the realm of reality, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you are in this like dreamlike world or dreamlike state where no one actually talks. Mm-hmm. Um, they just dance. And what is the fantasy ballet in Cursed Child? Um, they're on the stairs and the it's staircases Albus are and moving. Scorpius missing each other on the staircases. <laughs> yep, that is our fantasy ballet portion. Oh man. Who buddy? They love each other they so much. They love each other much. so much and, and I'm so mad. This fucking play couldn't just commit to the gay that it had written. <laughs> God damn. That's stupid Fuck you, Rose Granger. They're like, uh oh, whoops, we wrote a really gay play. How do we fix this? Scorpius likes Rose? Bad. For no apparent reason. (laughs) All right. So we're going to go through and deal with a couple of characters. Yeah, that wraps up our plot complaints. Mm -hmm. Let's complain about the characters, I guess. And this, I'm going to be very strict. You got to be, portion. dude. I have I'm so be very much. strict. You have a lot to say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it stop. So much that I'm sometimes. <laughs> okay, we are going to start out with one of my personal favorite I characters. Think, he's he's one of both. I mean, he's yeah. Ron Weasley was done an extreme disservice in this play. What is wrong with him? Yeah. What happened to him? I have a, I have some theories. You want my yeah, theories? I, I got yeah, some theories it about. on. So Ron is fucking weird in this play. <laughs> oh, man. You know, let, let's talk about how weird he is actually first. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about how weird he Ron is. Ron is not able to take any moment seriously. None. His, his fucking... <laughs> he constantly undercuts any serious moment with a lame joke that none of the characters generally acknowledge has been said. No, it's not like he says something funny and everybody laughs. He says something and everyone's like, wow, what a dad joke. Anyway, moving on. They, they often just like don't even acknowledge that it's been said. Yeah. They just ignore it. He says something bizarre... <laughs> And it just happens. Yeah, he's 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 ignored. And when he's not saying something that doesn't make any sense, um, he is eating some food. Yeah, 
So here we are. Here's my theory. Because Ron is also not an Auror with Harry anymore, which is what we've been led to believe was going to happen. Yes. Ron is no longer Harry's partner, which I don't really believe. If Harry was still out working and doing, fighting the good fight, Ron would be by his side. Yeah. I don't believe it. So my theory, I have one. Here's my first theory. Ron has suffered a traumatic brain injury mm-hmm. in the line of duty. Yes, yes, yes. And everyone is just putting up a brave face. Yep. <laughs> Not addressed. <laughs> He's retired from the force and everyone is like, oh, man. Remember when Ron was okay? Oh, no. <laughs> What's your second one? The second one is that George missed Fred so much that he has done some dark necromancy to try to bring him back, but has instead brought back kind of a shambling amalgamation of Ron, Fred, that is not well. Oh my God. That is really dark. Thanks. Okay. (laughs) Ron is a dark necromantic creation. Thanks. Here's the thing. What other explanation could there be for any of it? Any of it. He's not helpful. His fucking Albus and Scorpius are missing. And he accidentally flews into the kitchen and then has a snack. Or the time when (laughs) they've definitely been captured by dark wizards and things are very dire. And Ron's like, no, he's just hanging out with his much older girlfriend. It's fine. Yeah. And everyone's like, what? 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 Everyone's yeah. like, yeah. Older girlfriend. I saw. He saw them also. Wait, no. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> he saw them. He claims he in saw. The owlery, in the gallery. Because he was having a drink in Hogsmeade? <laughs> Guys. How did you see them? How does anything happen in this how way? How did you see them? <laughs> He's in that is nothing ron and harry have basically zero interaction yeah they're best friends it's very weird how they so sad about what's happened to him oh my god and look at or talk to christ (laughs) oh man he's just and there's there's really not much more to what's what's terrible to me is there is not much more to say than this He's, he's not helpful. He's stupid. Yep. Um, and he can't possibly do anything seriously. He has zero good moments the entire play. Nothing. He does nothing heroic. He does nothing good. He has no good interactions with anyone. Did Steve Cloves write this play? Steve Cloves! <laughs> Steve Cloves! Steve! <laughs> Who? Um... That's enough. Yeah, that's enough. That takes us into uh, talking a little bit about Ron and Hermione, the pairing. My my, Here's the thing, guys. Here we go. This is my OTP. And my OTP, you know, they didn't just get together because of, like, an accumulation of jealousy over time. <laughs> Are you sure? Um, I'm very sure. I'm very sure about that. Um, this shows, it shows a misunderstanding about why and how they got together. You know, yeah. like being like, oh, if they if they if Hermione didn't make him jealous when they were 14, when they were 14, then they never would have gotten together is nuts. You guys, it's nuts. 
Yeah. Uh, what I would say is that the changes that would have to happen to book seven that result in them not being together at the end of that book would more dramatically change history. Yeah, absolutely. I would I would go as far as to say that they would have to... I mean, I think that what is being implied by the play is that because Ron dances with Padma... <laughs> Which is fucking nuts. Have you seen Ron's dress robes? <laughs> Padma Patil would not have been seen on the dance floor with that. <laughs> Especially just, if he hadn't asked her. Yeah, it's really nuts that she came over and asked him to dance. And they didn't go to the dance together and he and she came over and asked him to dance. And he accepted and he an offer to accepted dance. Accepted an offer to dance and danced with her when he was there with Hermione. And then somehow that means that those two are together now, which <laughs> is the only thing that needs to happen. Justice for Pooh! Oh my god! <laughs> Here it comes. Here we go. Justice for Banjo. Justice for Banjo. <laughs> Best character. But really, um, I like I like so Albus and Scorpius's idea that they're gonna put up some fireworks. Yeah, and, and that's gonna fix it. Ron and Hermione's entire relationship. Ron and Hermione were in the lake when the fireworks. Happened. <laughs> what do the fireworks accomplish? They were in the lake. Oh man. <laughs> Whoo, okay. <laughs> oh, Ron and Hermione. OTP. That's all we have to say. Sure. Hermione in this play. Wow, 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 wow. What is happening? I'd like to have a general if ever I'm gonna have a Okay. Hermione is the Minister of Magic. She has politicked her way into the place into a position of high authority and power yes um and believable believable i do believe that she's the minister of magic that's fine the way that she is executing that job (laughs) or not she is executing it so incompetent like ron's visibly incompetent Hermione is also real incompetent. I would like to have a general meeting a about general emergency a, emergency, emergency meeting. meeting. I'd like uh, here's here's who's on the invite list. Me, Harry, um, my husband who works at a joke shop and his brain damaged and his brain damaged. <laughs> Harry's wife, who uh, is the editor of the sports page of the, <laughs> the Daily Prophet, McGonagall. McGonagall. And Draco, <laughs> who we don't know what his function is. He's just he he's just no Lucius. He's just rich. He's just Lucius. He's just rich. And he's just uh That's present. who's invited to the meeting. Now we're at the meeting. <laughs> These shitty things are happening. Anybody does anyone in? have any information? Does anyone have a plan? Anyone? Anybody got a plan? Any information or a plan? Could I get a plan from someone? Does anyone know what we should do about <laughs> this information that I have just presented to you? Oh, also Harry's scar hurts. Now panic. <laughs> but also give me a plan. Oh no, you're leaving? You're leaving? Cool. But what about a plan? What do I do? <laughs> the idea that Hermione doesn't have a plan? Nuts. And just it's like the least calls a meeting part. to present a bunch of terrifying information to the public in general? And the, Yeah, the public in general. Those are not ministry employees. 
just people. She's going to present some, some terrifying ter- information to them and just be like, so, help. Help. <laughs> and what does she receive when she's like, what's been happening, guys? McGonagall tells her that a couple of potions ingredients are missing at Hogwarts. And that's it. That's the only information she gets. Only information. And Who oh are these boy. people she's called? Oh, boy. Will we get to those potions ingredients? Um, <laughs> wow. So wow. the general meaning's bad. But then what else does Hermione do that is insane? She does not improve the security of the ministry at all. She she personally polyjuiced and got into she, the ministry. She planned a break in of the ministry, ministry. of magic at age 18-ish. Exactly. And as the Minister of Magic, she has not set up any precaution to make sure that that same thing that she did cannot be done. So there's that. Also, you use a Lohamora on the Minister of Magic's door. That's fucking nuts. Hermione Hermione knew that spell at age 12. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, oh, Lohamora, I'll just go in here. Oh, look at all these banned books. That's yeah, she's got a bunch of dangerous as fuck books in her office, plus the fucking time turner. <laughs> Alohomora and a riddle. Oh, man, the riddle. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 nope, we're not getting here. into that. I am. Stop. Let Stop. me, let Stop. me, let me read my list of things. Jesus Christ. I might cut it out. Yeah, fine. You're going to cut it. <laughs> Look, it's just nuts to me that she couldn't, Think of any better way to protect this highly dangerous magical artifact than three riddles, the answers to which are Dementors, Voldemort, and your shadow. All right, what's your list? There are so many other ways that you could protect a dangerous magical artifact, especially one as small as a time turner. Inside a vault that only Hermione has the key to. Yep. A password. Yep. In the Department of Mysteries. Yeah. A password. Mm -hmm. A series of traps, each more fiendish than the last, with some indication of if a person is attempting them Mm -hmm. on her person. Mm -hmm. A location outside of the ministry that only she knows about. Mm -hmm. Two passwords. (laughs) The Mirror of Erised. (laughs) Mm -hmm. An ID badge and a password. Look, I get that it's convenient for the plot that it's easy for them to get this time turner. But it's not easy. The bookshelf's trying to eat them. No. (laughs) Three riddles. Not only is three riddles an insane thing to do, McGonagall calls Hermione out about this later in the play. (laughs) They know it's nuts. They They wrote it. They've written a stupid thing. Ooh. And they call it out Nobody. in the play. Like, wh- <laughs> what? <laughs> um, another thing Hermione does not do, I guess. Um, she doesn't police Harry very well. Harry's bad at his job. And she's just like, oh, hey, maybe you could do some paperwork or something. And uh, did you know that all this stuff is happening? There's a bunch of memos on your desk. I you read these in those. 10 minutes. You should look at those. Hermione, get Harry a secretary. <laughs> You have a secretary. Why yeah. doesn't Harry have Why a secretary? Why doesn't Harry have a secretary? Hermione. <laughs> um, another a few uh, quick notes we can hit. 
quickly. No. About Hermione. No. Hermione hates Ron. It's weird. She hates him. She hates so him so much. much. Um, it's just, it makes me Why sad. Why would Hermione Granger stay in an unhappy marriage? Why would you make us look at this? Um, Hermione is sacrificing her family for her career. This uh, is so not okay. It's not okay. Such a not okay thing to do to Hermione. Yeah. She... Why? Yes, she's driven. Yes, she's talented. Yes, she's ambitious. The idea that she can't be... Have a successful career and be a mother is so that fucked is, it's, up. It's, it's a stereotype. Like, you either have to have a career or be a mom sort of scenario that I don't like. Yeah. I, I don't like it. Yeah. Next. Um, why, <laughs> why isn't she the Minister of Magic and Timeline B? Why does her not being with Ron mean, mean that, that she she's not the Minister, the Minister of Magic? Magic? Why is she just Wait, Snape? Uh, no, yeah. Why does her not being with Ron turn her into Snape? Nobody knows, and it is not explained to us. It's Next. not okay. <laughs> Oh, all right. And that is just not nice to Hermione. Not nice to Hermione at all. Um, uh, that's enough. That's enough about Hermione. Uh, just like a quick question here in the middle. Where is Molly Weasley? <laughs> is she dead? Is she dead? There's no way. She's got to be dead. She's not. There's no way. She was not that old. Yeah, but she is not present and that's the thing for any of the fucked up shit that's happening with her grandchildren her grandchildren are missing her grandchild is missing yeah where is molly (laughs) where is molly weasley dead all right let's talk about Ginny. we have a lot of we have a lot of feelings about uh jenny and how she's portrayed. Really, I have one feeling about Ginny. What is it? Where's Ginny? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I like that. Where is Ginny? Um, there her are... lines are actively given away. Yeah, her lines from the epilogue are given to other characters. It, Not it, just changed, given, given away. Given to other characters. They're said word for word from the epilogue by other characters. Yep. Bizarre. Bizarre. Um, she... She's in several scenes. She's present in several scenes where she has one line in the entire scene. Mm-hmm. She just stands there like a potted plant. Oh my God. The only scenes she speaks in are the scenes that she has just with Harry, where she Generally. functions as like a sounding board for whatever Harry has to get out of his little system. Yeah. What's up with that? Uh, <laughs> she's just, she lets Harry do whatever for most of the play. Yeah. She lets Harry do whatever. Yeah. There's a moment where she's like, Harry, Harry literally says to her, why aren't you mad at me? Yeah. And she's like, I just know that when the time comes, when the time is right, you'll apologize to your son. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The scene after Harry fights with Albus is nuts to me because Harry's in bed with Ginny instead of lying in a ditch covered in bogeys. <laughs> yep. Like, what? <laughs> what? And then finally, so 
she it seems like she's about to confront Harry at one point in the play. Yeah, I finally they're you're like, okay, here the she kitchen comes. Table. It looks like they're about to have a confrontation and what happens instead? She leaves. Draco has the confrontation. Draco fucking Malfoy <laughs> has the confrontation with Harry instead of Ginny. Ginny just like she leaves. She just leaves the room. And you're like, okay, she left the room to let Draco in or whatever. So then she would but come back with Draco. She back. just inexplicably leaves and then comes back and is like, you two are fighting? I've been gone for three whole minutes. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Where were you? <laughs> oh, man. It's so nuts. She, does, she doesn't speak. Yeah. She lets Harry do whatever. Yeah. She has no... Personality. Like personality or agency. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then finally, um, when they're back in the past about to have the big battle, she's like, you know, Harry, you really should have told our, our son that you loved him <laughs> at any point. And it's like, Ginny, you have been married to this guy for like 20 years. You, you, you've had yeah, kids for, for nearly that entire time. You're telling him you're choosing today. To right now. Him, that he needs to express his love for your children. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's fine. Um, speaking of their children. What the fuck's up with James? What the fuck is up with James? That kid is an asshole. <laughs> How did they make such a shitty kid? And they make this shitty, this shitty asshole kid. And Harry's like, oh, I relate to him. <laughs> Yeah, this kid makes sense. He, he makes like, he makes sense because he has one personality trait: <laughs> shitty. Yeah, <laughs> and he's apparently so shitty that he bugs his dad so much that he gets the invisibility cloak. Wouldn't from Harry the Auror? Wouldn't Harry still be using that? Yeah, he's still going on raids against Death Eaters. Maybe he needs that. But Maybe. James is like, Dad, 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 and Harry's like, Yeah, okay, here you go. Here's this incredibly powerful magical artifact for, for you. You asshole. <laughs> Shit bag. God damn. Oh, and now we're into it. Are you going to let me do this? <sighs> I guess uh, let's do this hey. other these let's hit these other points first. Okay, yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about Harry. Um this play is about Harry. No way. <laughs> His it's name's called on the front. Harry I guess. Potter huh. and the Cursed Child. Good point. That is um, his name. It's about Harry's inability to be sympathetic or helpful to anyone. Is that what this play's about? Is this play about is this play about Harry losing the ability to draw on his past experiences or sympathize with his son in any way? Is that what this play's about? Yes great <laughs> this is what we wanted and asked for thank you playwrights harry potter the character we all grew up with is an asshole he's an asshole he's, he's a terrible so person not helpful yeah he's to anyone he's bad at his job let's let's he's bad at his he's job very bad at his job <laughs> He gets back from a raid on a very, uh, on a Death Eater, and he's recovered an important and dangerous magical artifact. He talks about it with Hermione. Hermione yes. tells him to go home. Harry goes home. The next scene is Harry arriving at home to find Amos Diggory there 
and Amos immediately asks Harry about the raid that Harry just got back from. Yeah, so we're like... It's implied by the play that like half an hour has taken... is About half an hour has taken place in between Harry getting back from the raid and him meeting up with Amos Diggory who knows about the raid. And Harry's not concerned about how that information leaked. No, not concerned. He's just like, oh, yeah, Cedric's dead. (laughs) (laughs) That is bizarre. Yeah. He... And he... It's because he has no, he shouldn't be in charge of the thing. No. He should just be out there kicking ass or whatever, you know? But I mean, I feel like, I feel like that level of leak, like who knew to leak it? Like the three people that were with him and him and Hermione. (laughs) How does Amos know about it already? And it's, it's, Delphi says later that she poly, that she, uh, and the potion somebody or yeah yeah she said they they truth potioned a ministry employee who somehow got all the way to the nursing home in the half hour the timeline is just fucking nutso but the most important part is that harry is not concerned (sighs) about a leak in his department about a very scary like the fucking next day rose knows about it yeah Jesus Christ. Ah, this is Harry. Is Harry leaking? <laughs> Fuck. Um, Harry is leaking. He's leaking memories. <laughs> yeah. He yep. has no memories yep. of his whole life. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. He's got this kid. And this kid is struggling at Hogwarts because he's kind of an outcast and he's kind of being bullied and people at Hogwarts aren't being very nice to him. And Harry struggled at Hogwarts in about half the books. Yeah, there's there's two entire books, basically, where everybody hates him. And Harry, upon learning that his child is struggling at Hogwarts, has no advice for him. He's like, you should make friends. That's it. That's all he has. He doesn't have any sympathy. He doesn't have any empathy. No, and he doesn't acknowledge the fact that he like lived in that emotion in that space. He he, he only was, remembers the good times at Hogwarts. Yeah, he was like he for two whole years he was just sad and upset and angry. Yeah, and he does not acknowledge that that's an okay that that like you can continue to live in that emotion. You know, he's just like no, you need to get over that emotion by making friends. Harry had friends. Yeah. Oh, Nuts. my God. The, 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 his inability to sympathize with Albus is insane to me. Like, he looks... The, this kid, Albus, is just Harry, but gayer. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that Harry can't see that is and he, nuts. The fact that he can't see that and then goes as far as to be like, you know, James, I get that kid. <laughs> like, that is... That is so bonkers. That is so bonkers. And and even beyond Harry's time at Hogwarts, he spent the first 10 or so years of his life bullied by his cousin and, and, and not having any friends in elementary school. Yeah, and there's like, so they they fucking, they call up Rose Granger Weasley and they're like, hey, you should be nice to your cousin. And Rose is like, fine, I guess I'll talk to him, whatever. But at no point are they like, is Harry like, James, 
be a good fucking brother to your brother you dick face piece of shit you actual (laughs) piece of shit jesus christ yeah that's that's nuts that's nuts man it's just incredible to me how awful harry is in this play yeah he's not he's not a good guy he's very he's very much can i just say it you can say it and then we'll be done with this portion they turned harry potter into a child abuser thank you so much for that this is what i've always wanted harry potter the boy who only ever wanted a family screaming at his child that he wishes he wasn't his son thanks thanks cool great okay let's talk about <laughs> now that we've given you that there we go um it's this is this is like that's the big point where we have to stop talking about it because then this episode will become not fun for anyone hey you know what's funny delphi (laughs) what the fuck is delphi (laughs) you guys what's wrong with her what is wrong with her she is not good at anything but you have a reason for that i do she was raised by c-list death eaters (laughs) (laughs) that's why she's and that's why she's incompetent is she incompetent Where do we want to? Where do we want to oh, start? Oh, Jesus Christ! Okay, first you've got your vague ass prophecy, and then she takes this vague prophecy, and she has the most insane interpretation. Very specific. She gets so very specific. specific with this prophecy. She's like Albus specifically <laughs> must do the following thing in order for my daddy like, to come home. Yeah, and you're like, how did you get that? How did you get that out of this fucking vague prophecy? Uh, yeah, she certainly did. <laughs> Why oh. did she steal ingredients from Hogwarts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a bit of... I, I, I think we can say that that's what happened. It's implied that that's what happened. It is. McGonagall yeah. comes to the general meeting and she's like, these ingredients, which are for Polyjuice Potion, have disappeared from Hogwarts. Hermione stole those potions ingredients from Hogwarts because she was at Hogwarts. And that's the only place she could get them as a, as a, as a 12 year old. Here's the thing. Delphi is an adult, adult who, wizard, who, an adult wizard who has I assume money. has some money and could go buy the ingredients at the store. <laughs> Why did she steal them from Hogwarts? Why would you go all the way to Hogwarts to steal them? What the fuck? It's, so da- it's gotta be so <laughs> dangerous to break into Hogwarts. Uh, who? Why did she do Delphi, that? Delphi, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> this story would be a lot shorter if Delphi was at all competent as the villain. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. man. Speaking of the polyjuice potion. <laughs> how? 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 How does she just? How did she get? Where did she get? <laughs> how did she have pieces of the trio? Where how did she, she get did those? You just like pick up a piece of the minister of magic. <laughs> In a world where you have not protected the Ministry of Magic from polyjuice break-ins, and you are the Minister of Magic, 
I feel like you would be very protective of your biological material. Yeah, as do I. But, you know, who knows? She's bad at her job, too. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> oh, um, man. She's, so she's got this. Okay. We're assuming she had a plan. No. At any point. Because the polyjuice potion was yeah, yeah, yeah. done. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> she has, she Al- has Al- made polyjuice potion. Enough for three people. Yes. And stolen the biological components of three people yes to do the polyjuice potion so we have to we have to assume yes that she had a plan sure what's the plan get into, get the, ministry. into the ministry and End get the plan time turner. <laughs> yeah. it's like what is your plan your plan is that okay you have to get this time turner or whatever for some reason you're not doing it yourself you have three for some reason people. you're taking albums yeah why yeah, would, she why would just... you take the children with you why would she they're just... a liability why would she not just steal it herself? Exactly. What is the plan? If Albus needs what? to go back in time to save Cedric and to kill his father, why would you risk him so early on? What is the plan? See, why take them to the ministry with you? I don't know. And then let them go do the first task without you. <laughs> they're like we're gonna go back without you and she's like uh, um, uh, 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 okay okay like she doesn't fight that at all no she's like oh do, do you really think so and they're like yeah and she's like well i guess so i feel like that's the point where if she was normal she would have revealed herself to be evil i guess she i just i don't understand or at least like pushed back a little more to make sure that the plan works yeah I guess we needed to get three more acts. We also we needed eighty timelines. We needed three more acts of this play. It had to happen had over to happen four over acts, two days, two days. Woo! Um, <laughs> um, and then and then what is the plan? What is her plan? I'm going to force you two to come back to the third task with me so that Albus can do this insane thing that I have extrapolated from this very vague prophecy. Yeah. And, but before we leave, before I want you to do some magic, I'm going to break your wand. <laughs> what you, is you that? To, you are the one that needs to humiliate Cedric, but also you're not allowed to do magic. <laughs> Here we go. What is your plan, Delphi? <laughs> Ooh, but it doesn't, I mean, I, I'm surprised she didn't have her whole plan just written down in her bedroom. She had most of <laughs> Man, she's bad at covering her tracks. They all Ooh. go to her bedroom. They like knock over a lamp and it shoots out. <laughs> I am Voldemort's oh, child. <laughs> yeah, just like, why is your whole plan just like written down in your room? Look, Sequoia, it's her vision board. <laughs> She's she's just putting it out there. She's manifesting into it into the world. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but she was raised by Celis Death Eaters, so fault. we get it. It's not your fault, Delphi. Okay, to finish off our Cursed Child review, we are doing what we're calling a fanfic roundup because this play is just. Bad fan fiction. It's just bad fan fiction. That's it's the worst it fan fiction. It has so many elements from fan fiction that we are going to list them off rapid fire. Cool. Polyjuiced Albus makes out with his aunt, Hermione, a lot. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Voldemort has a kid. There is a vague prophecy. 
time traveling to major moments in canon. Using the movie characters instead of the book characters. Using Dumbledore or Harry's name as an expletive or something to swear to. Mirroring scenes from the books, i.e. breaking into the ministry using Polyjuice. A super obvious villain. Just need a friend, Draco. Fuck that, man. <laughs> Draco, <laughs> eat shit. <laughs> and that's our fanfic roundup. We it's got so many elements of fan fiction. And it, we could just, keep going forever, but those yeah. are some of our faves. So we if you got this far, hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. Through you had, our one, cursed you child. had one more thought. Who's your you had a ship that stuck out to you in this? Oh, yeah. You guys, uh, Rose Granger Weasley plus Polly Chapman forever. <laughs> Yeah, they're my, both the worst. That's a good. That's a good one. Um, my final thought is hashtag justice for Panju. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, guys. We will. We're we're gonna be back next week. We're gonna be back next week with our anniversary episode. Look forward to that, and all sorts of other stuff too. Yeah, There's gonna be all sorts of announcements. A lot so. of new stuff coming. Um, man, yeah. it feels good to get Ooh. this out of the way. Oh yeah, I feel relieved. Yeah, it's like a weight has been lifted from my shoulders. Wait, no, I still have to edit this. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.